You are listening to Fanfare Tracks. Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. Star Wars news in a single file. This is Making Tracks. Here are your hosts, Mark Newbold and Mark Wolcaster. That's not true. That's impossible. Well, this is Making Tracks and a special episode where we have the chance to sit down with Vanessa Marshall, the voice actress behind the character of Hera Syndulla in Star Wars Rebels and now, of course, in The Bad Batch. We had a chance to talk about her love of Star Wars of fandom talked about Hera, the Bad Batch itself, and of course Star Wars Rebels. So without any further ado, let's get into it. Here's our chat with Vanessa Marshall from Star Wars The Bad Batch. Well, hello, Vanessa. Dan Z from Coffee with Kenobi. Good to see you Hi. again. So good to see you. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm I'm so excited for this. Your voice work is always outstanding. But you've taken it to another level here with a younger version of Hera than you portrayed in Star Wars Rebels. If you could, please talk about your process and direction for bringing Hera to life for the Bad Batch. Uh, well, thank you for asking. I, I got the email um, asking if I would be interested in doing the job. I said yes. We set a date. I got the script. Uh, I loved it. I had no idea who Omega was, but I looked forward to having an imaginary conversation with her <laughs> um, because this was recorded in the pandemic. And uh, so I was by myself in my recording booth. And uh, I will say parenthetically that, that as a huge Bad Batch fan who's fallen in love with Omega to finally understand exactly who I was talking to, totally fangirl flail. Um, okay. The, then we consider her her age and sort of the, the pitch of her voice and of course the accent because this is her hometown and uh, she gets back to her hometown accent with charm as we see later in Rebels. But um yeah, so it was it was interesting to discover exactly how young, exactly how much of the accent, and uh, I rehearsed it many different ways, um, and then brought all of that to the recording session and trusted that wherever they directed me, I would follow, and we found her together. And it, when combined with the animation, I was blown away, and I could not believe I was talking to Omega. Just couldn't believe it. <laughs> Thank you. You're a rock star. Oh, you are. It's so good to see you. You too. <laughs> Hello, I am, this is David from Endor Express. Hello, it's very great to see you again. Hi, how are great. you? <laughs> I love your, your collection back there. Oh, yeah. I wish you all were here. We could completely, like, I'd get us order some food and we could, like, hang out and play with all of this. There are gifts from many of you back here, but anyway, move oh, on. Oh, wow. So yeah. my question is that... Um, We've started to see a lot of the characters in the animated series show up in live action. And I just wanted to know, I mean, I guess you can't, I'm asking this question. And I know you're not really allowed to answer it, are you? Um, if we can hopefully see Harris and Dula in live action, but with you as the actor. Oh gosh, only, only Dave Filoni knows the answer to that question. So, I mean, I, I have no idea. <laughs> It, I would I would love to see her anywhere in a book, in a comic book, or or you know actually any Star Wars content at all thrills me. Um, but I am very curious personally as a fan 
what happens with Jason? Does he have Jedi abilities? You know, does he suddenly grow Leku as a teenager? I mean, I don't understand. I don't know. I have so many questions. And, you know, is he kind of, uh, you know, how uh, Kanan's a bit of a, uh, you know, what did what that kid turn out to be like? And um, I want to know where Ahsoka went and Sabine and where is Ezra? I, 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 these are all questions that I pray get answered in some form, uh, comic book, novel, you know, Disney plus show. I don't, I don't care where it is, but I will be so satisfied as a fan to know uh, how that all turned out. I mean, it did have resolution obviously at the end of rebels, but my mind wanders sometimes. And and I pray that someday we all get to experience that, but do I know anything about it? Not a thing, (laughs) but we'll, we'll all pray together. (laughs) Yeah. You're not, you're not alone in that thing. Yeah. Well, it's not like Dave has any spare time. (laughs) He's got a lot going on. So I don't know, maybe when things calm down in in the distant future, who knows, but I, we have hope. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Let me see here. Hi, Vanessa. It's James from Jedi News here. Hope you're well. Hey, how are you? I'm all right. Thank you. And you? Keeping good? Excellent. Excellent. All's well. I, I do hope I get to go back to the UK and we'll all be together again. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes, so, please. Uh, so my question is, um, obviously, you've been playing this character for a long time now. And mm-hmm. all of us are very much in love with the character. When did you first learn Hera's backstory? Is this the first time or, um, you know? Had Dave actually, you know, sat you down and said, this is where Hera came from before? Well, yes. Uh, Dave did tell us much of this um, in our first session for Rebels. Um, a lot of this was mapped out a long time ago, but I really didn't know what it would look or sound like. So uh, to really consider inhabiting that time period, uh, given all the differences, as I just said, you know, her age, her the pitch of her voice, um, the accent, all of that. Um, it, it was one thing to hear about it and it was another thing to live uh, within that narrative. And um, it was really uh, an amazing experience. So I'm so grateful that, that we got to do that. All right, Mark, go ahead. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Vanessa. Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I have a question. Uh, when Rebels was on the air, you occasionally had guest stars from the Clone Wars drop by. And now you're the guest star from an earlier show turning up on the current show. How does yes. that feel? Amazing. Are you kidding? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I would show up as a, as a yeah, I don't know, a, a, this anything. I mean, <laughs> I was so thrilled, uh, truly, uh, any capacity. I mean, when I got to play Rook Cast in the Clone Wars, I was sobbing. And I, I really felt that I needed nothing else in life. <laughs> So thrilled to play a Mandalorian, but uh, yeah, there are no small parts, only small actors. Um, I'm I'm constantly playing with my action figures, so whether I'm, <laughs> you know, playing in in my Star Wars room or actually working for any of the Lucasfilm cartoons, it makes no difference. It's it's all an honor, and um, I was really grateful to be asked, and so thrilled that it all worked out. Hey, Vanessa, it's James Vaney here from Star Wars Newsnet and the Resistance Broadcast. Hey, how's it going? Um, if you don't mind, I'm going I'm to pitch you a scenario, and you can give me one answer to it. We call the segment One with the Force on our show. And so here's the scenario. You ready? Harrison Dula has just been bumped to live action 
but only in one Disney Plus series. Which one would you like to see her most show up in? So this is Obi-Wan Kenobi and or maybe Mandalorian or one of the spinoffs. I don't know. Which one are you picking and why? Oh, boy, I can't even answer that question. I mean, uh, I would defer to Dave Filoni. I wouldn't even deign <laughs> to know the answer to that question. I honestly, I trust him so much that I, wherever he would want to see Hera is where Hera should be. Yeah. I mean, now, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Mandalorian fan. I love seeing Ahsoka, you know, Bo-Katan. Like, if Hera just rolled up, that would be outstanding. But again, I, I so trust Lucasfilm's judgment that every time I imagine what could be when it's executed, it's far better than anything I could ever come up with. So wishful thinking she's ends up in any of them. That works for me. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks, Vanessa. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Anthony Daniels, and you are listening to Fantha Tracks. Well done. Okay. I'll ask. Hi, Vanessa. How are you? Hey, <laughs> Hey, good, good to see you. you. I know, long time no see. Uh, yeah. Here's my here's my question. I mean, you played other characters. Uh, you voiced so many different characters throughout your career. But my question for you is, what makes Hera different from the other roles that you've played? Uh, man, I think she is made out of the very best parts of me. And she inspires me to be more consistently the best version of myself. And um, she really is just so close to my heart. Uh, I am organized in the same way. Um, I've said before, my father is a pilot and aviation means a lot to me. Um, I love doing aerobatics with my dad and his open cockpit biplane. Um, I have an affinity for strong female iconic characters and the fact that she is one. Um, I think as an Italian who likes to feed people and make sure that people are happy, I, I have, I don't have children, but I do uh, have an instinct to, to nurture and make sure that people know how much they matter. And um, so I, I really feel like she is very, very close to my heart and soul. Um, I've said before that I practice martial arts and um, I feel like I've had a physical transformation since learning how I'm not a violent person, but I will protect my friends and family. And I'm grateful that I have the capacity and the know-how. And so uh, when Hera is in those different situations, I feel that I have a physical awareness of exactly what that would, would necessitate. And so my own spiritual journey on the planet of self-empowerment has luckily complemented where um, Hera organically lives. And um, I tend to be a little bit more silly. Uh, I'm good friends with uh, Teresa. She can attest to the fact that I'm kind of goofy. Uh, Hera is not. <laughs> so um, so there, there are elements of my personality that, are, that do not exist. I'm sure Hera doesn't eat as many Brussels sprouts as I do. I, I <laughs> Right, Teresa? <laughs> I, I really do have a thing for Brussels sprouts, but um, I don't know. You never know what she has a thing for. But anyway, um, I love that she created her own family as an only child. I feel like I've done that. Uh, Teresa is part of my family. Aaron, there, Mark, there are many people. Dan, I, I love you guys. And uh, I'm grateful that the Star Wars universe has brought us together. And whether you like it or not, we are together until <laughs> this doesn't exist anymore. So. Um, Anyway, I, I have that same capacity uh, to build a family of choice 
and I'm grateful that it's synonymous with my love for Star Wars. Thank you so much, Vanessa. <laughs> Hi, Vanessa. This is Caitlin from Sky Talkers Podcast. How are you? Hey, I'm well. How are you? Good. Thank you. We actually got to talk to you last year, but it was like April, May, like very early pandemic, which was kind of a crazy uh, time, but really nice to talk to you again. Yes. Um, our question was the mother daughter relationship is not one we see as much in Star Wars. What kind of approach did you take to Hera's relationship with her mother? That's an interesting question. Well, first of all, you have to remember that I am recording this in a pandemic in a box by myself. So that would have, I would have answered your question very differently if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, because I probably uh, would have sat down with the director and, uh, you know, that was usually the case where we would all sort of huddle before recording and sort some of these things out and then dive in and discover things together. But this experience was quite different. Um, I had no knowledge of um, how my mother was going to sound. I, I didn't know. I was fascinated to hear the way she even says my name. Hera, Hera, that, that ra sound. Chom doesn't say my name that way. My dad doesn't say that. Hera, it's lighter, but she was intense. And, and I loved hearing how much she sounded like an older Hera. And she nailed it. And um, the fact that it all came together and I had no clue <laughs> about any of that. I mean, uh, the director read the lines with me so that I would have someone to act off of. But, you know, luckily it all came together. Um, and it also allows me as a as a fan of Bad Batch to be able to continue to watch the series and be, you know, sort of surprised and delighted by all of it. Um, and uh, so, you know, what is the mother-daughter relations like? It, it was one thing in my imagination and it was quite another to see exactly what it was um, when it was all put together. And uh, both both experiences were fantastic. And, and, you know, like I said, I'm just grateful in the pandemic that we were able to create Star Wars content no matter what. Nothing will stop us. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Right? Well, it was great. Nope. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, Vanessa. Hey, how are you? Great. Always awesome to see you. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Goins from Star Wars Bookworms. And um, I had two questions that I was planning to ask, but both have already been asked. So oh, I'll, just, okay. I'll just go a little bit more fun. What was it like to work with Chopper again? <laughs> it was awesome. That one I was talking about. <laughs> First of all, I should say, you know, all throughout Rebels, I would have to, you know, I would imagine I would have to interact. No one would sit there and go, burr, 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 burr you know, there were sort of the parentheticals of what it is he was saying. And I would pause and then pretend that I could hear that and whatever else. But um, what was fun in this particular episode, when we see them at the very beginning, they already have this very close relationship. I don't know if you remember in the animated short for Rebels, um, Dave said that R2-D2 was like a little dog and Chopper is a cat. And you know how cats are. <laughs> it, it, they just are. Right. And, and Chopper just, it, it, Chopper, you know, they just have that relationship that takes many different ways to sort of talk them off the tree, if you will. And uh, that one line where um, the Imperials come and find her and she just says, Chopper, you know, to sort of call him over. We recorded that many different ways. 
Um, and so I was, it was interesting to see which version that they use. And I think it was the perfect one because it, <laughs> it was sort of calling to him without calling to him, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, I was, it made me so happy. I, I, I totally cried <laughs> like complete nerd. I was sobbing. Um, I was just so happy to see them uh, again. I missed them. And uh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> For everything in one location, daily news, reviews, interviews, podcasts, video, and social media feeds, bookmark fathatracks.com for Star Wars news 24-7, 365. Wonderful. Well, Vanessa, one of the best things about Devil's Deal was, of course, the introduction, reintroduction of Hera, but talk about the beautiful metaphor of flying in this episode and what we learn about Hera through it. Yes. Well, as I've said, my dad is a pilot and I've flown with him before. And, um, you know, it's interesting. My dad, he worked at NBC for many years as a news reporter. And uh, when he retired, he said, you know, I was in the Air Force, but I only worked for the radio station there. I never got to fly a plane. And I dared him to learn how to fly. I did not expect him to not only learn how to fly, but learn how to fly an open cockpit biplane. Um, and do hammerhead maneuvers over Kern County. I mean, my dad is out of control. <laughs> and, uh, but um, having said all that, equally, there is a spiritual element to it that he always taught me that it's important to get perspective uh, on the earth below and that there's nothing like flight to help you uh, really see things as they are. And um, so when she says that specs are only half of it, that flying is about the feeling um, and that ultimately it helps her feel free for a teenage girl to understand that to me spoke volumes of exactly why she had the capacity to become a really great pilot. Um, and, uh, when I did wings of the master, I dedicated that episode to my father mm -hmm. and, uh, it meant so much to me. And in turn, it meant a lot to him because he knew that, that all of those words, uh, once again, they nailed it. Um, that is uh, the value of flight for many pilots is, is that sort of feeling of freedom. And um, I'm grateful that they echoed exactly what she said in Wings of the Master, that she used to look up to the sky and feel free. Um, when we you know, got to see that uh, here in Bad Batch, it was just, it was just beautiful. And I, I love that she was having a conversation with another female character for me, um, these girls imagining their lives in, in ways that perhaps, you know, they don't often uh, consider in terms of, uh, you know, Harris, you know, you need to be a good girl and stay on the ground or whatever it is, you know, that they have the capacity to realize their dreams. I think it's really important to see that and that they support each other in that. And, and there, there were no haters. There was no hater energy. <laughs> like, like, Oh, you get to live on a flight. You get to live on a ship. Oh, I've always wanted to do that, you know, or whatever it is. And, uh, that they could dream together. I, I think that that's really, um, really powerful. And, and I'm grateful that they model that for other young girls or for humans in general. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Inspirational, yeah. beautiful, and it passes the Bechtel test. There you have it. <laughs> yes. And for my money, Hera is still the best pilot in the Star Wars galaxy, past, present, or future. Wow. Okay. That's high praise. Thank you, sir. You bet. Thank you. <laughs> hey, man, it's me, Kevin Smith, a Star Wars fan. 
Fan the Tracks fan. Hello. So um, I wanted to get into the process of getting into the younger voice of Hera and, and what notes may you have been given. And you seem to, over the times, a couple of episodes, you you kind of go into the accent or the uh, and out. And I, w- I was wondering if you could talk about that process and, you know, what you were thinking about or uh, just just the kind of the journey of getting it to the what we hear on the finished episode. Yes, absolutely. Well, we wanted it to um, be understood. So too much of the accent uh, might make it uh, too foreign to uh, the listener. We we really, I mean, I speak French, so you know, I'm I'm able to dial it in or dial it back. Um, I have played teenage girls in the past, and uh, you know, I tend to try and base characters on people I know. I think I based Hera on myself, but uh, <laughs> um, as far as applying the the accent on top of it and also the youth. Uh, I reflected on my playing Mary Jane in the spectacular Spider-Man, which took place in high school and was curious about taking some of Mary Jane's uh, sound and lending that to Hera's moxie and um, the way she's organized. And then of course, putting the accent on top of that. Um, As I said, I prepared my script with a thick accent, a thin accent, medium accent, very, very young, very sort of, uh, you know, sort of a scraggly teenage. I mean, because she could have had more texture in her voice, like we could have gone any which way. And I was prepared. Usually when I go to any audition or any job, I bring three options. And I because I want I want them to think of things they hadn't thought of before. And I come prepared. And with her, I had different dialed up or dialed down versions of, of those things. And so we were able to discover it together. Um, but uh, again, I wasn't able to hear what my mother sounded like. And I did know that her accent was so thick. And I didn't realize that I land somewhere between Chom's accent and my mom's accent, um, which I thought was actually kind of cool especially when she's rebelling against it and chooses to lose it in later in life. Yeah. That was really fascinating to, to hear that uh, yeah. you know, over the years too. So yeah, you. exactly. Yeah. Thank you. How does it feel to be such a strong inspirational character in the star Wars galaxy? It's an absolute honor, uh, truly an honor. Um, I, I, I have no words. I mean, I, Having been an only child, um, the Star Wars story, uh, it saved my life. <laughs> you know, I think Star Wars fans understand how much the narrative can mean. It's it's so rich. The, we've talked about Joseph Campbell and the hero's journey and, you know, how all of these uh, dynamics come together for each and every one of us to go from our family of origin to the family of man, you know, to use that phrase and that how we do find our chosen families. And I think, you know, Hera comes to collect some very special souls and, um, you know, they're, they're all great Star Wars characters. I mean, uh, Kanan's story of being sort of a partially formed Jedi, you know, that, that sadly, you know, we saw what happened to his Jedi master that, that each, each character that, that came together on the ghost had, um, a, a very emotional past Sabine with the empire and, you know, um, even Zeb had, as we learned, Zeb had his difficulties where he came from. But anyway, 
the fact that she had the foresight to bring those very unique souls together. Um, it, it's just, it's something that, that I like to do in my own life, as I've said. And um, I'm grateful that I was able to uh, lift up any and all parts of, of the story. And especially to that end, um, I feel in a weird way, uh, the way the rebel show impacted me, as I've said, there are many people on the zoom right now. I care very deeply about and um, you know, life imitated art in that I was given an entire family. And as Hera left all the world of Ryloth behind and, and found her family when her Calicori is taken away, it doesn't matter because she has her family in that ship uh, much the same way all throughout my life. Star Wars has done that for me and never more so than with receiving the role of Hera. So um, I've said before, it feels like I came home and I found my real friends. So it's an honor. Hey, it's my, turn. it's my turn now. Okay. <laughs> so we all know you're a huge Star Wars fan. So as a Star Wars fan, how are you enjoying the Star Wars content on Disney Plus? I'm so I'm so grateful. Every Friday is my favorite. Friday is my favorite day. Whenever Mandalorian, when it's like the season finale, I freak out. It's almost like the Super Bowl. When the Super Bowl happens, I'm like, well, what are we going to do for the rest of the year? That horrible day after the Super Bowl. Um, I, I'm just so grateful that there is so much content coming. And the new hotel at Disney World. That that's too. Happening. That's happening. Yes. And by the way, notice I did not wear black, Teresa. Teresa I did. I was going to say something, but I, did, I was holding that. I no, that. my uniform is usually I wear all black. I think yep. uh, I, I, I just, no one knows what's going on. If you <laughs> just wear all black, we'll, you'll be fine. But anyway, I went out of my way to not do that today. So that's in honor of you. And I love your sweatshirt. Go, Ashley, go. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I am so excited for all that is happening right now. Um, the fact that it just keeps getting better and better. I, I don't know. The Mandalorian was just mind blowing. I mean, when we got to see Ahsoka Tano, I, I lost it and um, the Bad Batch having Cad Bane come back, me personally, huge fan. If, if only we could get Asajj Ventress back somehow. I don't know. Yes. Or how about Plo Koon? Let's start a petition for Plo Koon right now. I'd be okay, okay with that too. Oh, I love Plo Koon. <laughs> anyway, um, not going to happen. But <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I am loving uh, the Bad Batch and I really cannot even believe that young Hera was born. <laughs> it's just so incredible. It was, it was like, I, I was completely sobbing. Um, yeah. <sighs> well, in case you didn't know, which I'm sure you haven't seen because you've been busy today. I think they just released a new gallery for the Mandalorian, like behind the scenes thing. So oh, go look at that when you have a minute. <laughs> I will. I will. Oh, I can't wait. I really can't wait for all that, that, is ahead for us and celebrations coming. You guys just saying it'll be here before we know it. We'll all be together again. All right. <laughs> Yay! Great. Thank you so much. Hi, Vanessa. I'm Charlotte. I'm from sky talkers. And I wanted to ask you about last week's episode. Um, last week, uh, last week's episode emphasized how complicated people's responses were towards the end of the clone wars um, with members of Harris family, all taking different approaches about how to serve Ryloth, Ryloth best. Um, what do you think Hera learns from her parents and her uncle? 
Wow. Well, that is, that is an incredible question. Um, I think obviously she has incredible disdain for Oren Frita. I mean, that's obvious. Um, I, and with that in mind, I think uh, we see that she allies herself with her uncle. Um, and I think we see that continue uh, as we've said, the argument that they have later in life that they talk about what it means to fight a rebellion. And, um, you know, it was so touching when he said, I hope you never have to live a life like mine. Um, it's just a very nuanced understanding of rebellion that her father has and that Hera has. And I think we see definitely that she's more aligned with Gobi and it gets her in trouble, <laughs> um, but she can't help it. And I think it's impossible for her to be anything other than who she is. And um, she's organized around doing the right thing. Not that Chom isn't, um, but I do think, um, you know, when Chom says that the clones have come in and they've helped us and this is, you know, going to, his speech is magnificent. Um, I think he wants to believe that. And, uh, you know, and, and that's a respectable opinion, but I, I obviously see that Hera wants to be a little bit more hands-on about creating change. And, and uh, I love that about her. And I love that we saw seeds of that and that they grow and she becomes the incredible influence of the Rebel Alliance that, that we all have come to adore and celebrate. Absolutely. I love that about her too. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. If you want to be a part of the action and stay updated on all the latest Star Wars news, visit Fanthatracks.com or check out the free Fanthatracks app through the App Store to follow us on your mobile device. You can reach out to us and send in your listeners' questions by emailing radio at Fanthatracks.com. Please send them in. We're always ready to talk about anything Star Wars related. Comment, like and share on any of our social media feeds at Fanthatracks and be sure to subscribe, leave a review, preferably a five-star one, on Amazon Music, Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or your podcatcher or smart speaker of choice. And as always, thanks to James Semple for composing the Panther Tracks intro, Adam O'Brien for our making tracks only music, and Mark Daniel and Vanessa Marshall for our voiceovers. Remember, tune in to our weekly Panther Tracks news show, Good Morning Tatooine, live Sunday evenings at 9 o'clock UK time, 4pm Eastern, 1pm Pacific on Facebook and YouTube, and we'll see you soon. Coming up next on Panther Tracks Radio, it's another episode of Making Tracks.